0: Just say
1: Gentlemen, a very warm welcome to Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alamor, your co host for this evening for Mainland Europe's number one English language radio sports show. So get ready for the very best news, views, reviews, previews, and interviews In the world of sports. Okay, now the Belgium Portugal game is just kicking off right now. The winner, of course, will go on to be beaten by Italy um, in the next round, in the quarter final. So we're going to be with you all the way through, so you can follow us all the way through to halftime. We're going to go to Andrew Flint and Isil Cody in just one moment. They're going to uh, talk about Russia's absolute hammering. last weekend's Denmark, of course, and uh, the knockout stages so far. Plus, we're going to have a look ahead to the England-Germany game which, of course, is on Tuesday because it is all shaping up. In part two, we're going to have a wee bit of uh, football again. Plus, we're going to talk about how Chris, Chris Froome crash, Also, some an awful, dreadful crash yesterday that really uh, they're going to... Um, well, it's, it's a long story. We'll explain it in the second second uh, segment, but it is very really interesting. Uh, general sports roundup as well. Serena Williams, her carrying on again, like the, uh, ducking out out. also some uh, athletes not really behaving very well and of course we have a transgender weightlifter to speak about we spoke about it before but we're going to bring it up a little bit again and then of course in the third segment we have the big fat filthy quiz okay so i'm in the studio joined as as always tonight by effie effie how are you doing
2: i'm great how are you
1: very good thank you very much i know you're following football you're going to be following the results all the way through tonight between belgium and portugal correct absolutely okay no score so far not yet okay, and of course, we have Derek Zamboz as well in the studio with us he 's been obviously we, we know his voice, we know well uh, who he is, Derek, how are you doing?
3: all right, thanks how are you doing
1: Very good indeed, okay, so Derek 's going to um, join in with us as well as we go along with the uh, with the show, and he 's going to help out as well on the some of the technical issues okay, so uh, straight away to the phone he 's going to speak right away with Andrew Flint Andrew. Um, Russia were showing up for what they were we didn't expect it to be so bad I was hoping that they would actually put up a better show on but it's it's over for Russia is it over for Stan and is it over for Artun Juba
4: well it's hard to see any logical reason why why Juba would stay along um, because he was he's, he's been desperately poor in the Euros and I don't like to criticize. Individuals too much because he has been good for the last two or three years. Um, he drew level with Alexander Kerzhakov's um, all-time record goal-scoring record for Russia. That kind of flew under the radar really um, because it was such a drubbing. But um, you know he does what he does well. He won more aerial battles than anybody else um, by about 10, 10 more than the next person. But he, he just he wasn't in. He wasn't involved in play. And I think it's time that Alexander uh, Sobchuk was given the nod. Given the starting lineup and get him into the side quickly. As for Tchaikov, I I don't know how he can be justified in staying, but um, as we all know, Logic rarely comes into these things
1: with the Russian national team, so we may well be stuck with for all we know. Yeah, it, it does look a bit, um, in like interesting what's going to happen next. And just before, just to update, a little, we've got a message in that yes, indeed, it was a 2 0 win for the Czech Republic, a shock win over Holland earlier on today. Uh, just before we went on air, it finished 2 0 to the Czech Republic. Um, sticking with Russia at the moment, uh, Andrew, it, it I mean. I didn't think that they played all that bad I, I genuinely thought they played okay the, the young keeper uh, Parfionov great Parfionov um, had, a, had a terrific game uh, Saffinov was good Saffinov yeah. excuse me Saffinov I'm mixing up Parfionov and Saffinov Saffinov played very very well there was nothing you could fault him for I mean he, you know, he's only a young lad as well um, but can Russia progress any further with Turchesov in charge can they change you know can, can, can an old dog learn new, new tricks
4: uh, well, it, it, that's the thing. Can they change? Yes, On the Tchertsov. No, because he just does not like to change. He's very stubborn. I, the, the thing that gave me a little glimmer of hope in this competition was the was the second game when he had an unusually adventurous lineup, and I thought this is it. This is what we need. We need to have the younger players. It's Safranov getting his first, uh, well, his first start. In fact, for the whole time uh, for the team, um, uh, Kozjave I think is a good. Um, is a good option in midfield I'd almost him now I think in the middle of midfield Deveev he's earned his right to get a start because um, he's been so regular for Tesca, but he was exposed a little bit with his lack of pace but at least it was something different and I thought the second game against Finland it wasn't thrilling but they did the job um, and uh, but then he went. He just falls back into his old habits. He's not going to. He's not going to revitalise the side in the way that it could be. Um, those under twenty ones who did so well the last cycle, they should be in the squad, and they're not quite being blooded yet. And I don't think off will change.
1: Yeah, that, that is true. Okay, Isol uh, Cody's there was as well. Isol. Looking back at some of the matches like, so far I mean, okay, earlier on we had uh, It was, in all fairness, it was a bit of a shock uh, The check what we putting out the Dutch um, Last night's games, of course Italy were given a right rattle by the Austrians Wales got absolutely their, their pants pulled down And spanked very, very hard with that red card as well um, 4-0 by Denmark um, Are we looking at a bit of Danish dynamite? The fact that they really shouldn't be in this tournament uh, at all Just because they're Danish But they could go all the way?
5: I really think and perhaps maybe our views are all going to be coloured by what happened in the first game with Ericsson but I think at this point it's kind of I've seen a lot of people online remarking it's the best fairy tale ever written and we all know that fairy tales originate in Denmark but it is looking like this could be they may not go on to win it but they're making it to a level such that we've all kind of got behind the Danish story like we did with Iceland in the last major tournament and I think that's that's what you want in a tournament if you're a neutral supporter or your team in the case of Ireland don't make major tournaments then you can now almost latch on to the Danish team for however long they stay in it and to be fair their game at least you had four goals because last night's was not a particularly riveting game you felt that Italy were going to win somehow and of course they did but today the match today was decided on the fact that Delict was sent off. That's when the game changed, and I think at least with the Danish game, we got to see a lot of goals, and that's what you want at this end of the tournament: excitement.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, I mean, the, the red car for Wales was like in, in the dying moments; it didn't really make a, a change, as you mentioned with Deleek getting sent off for the Netherlands. Then, the, you know, the, was it just after half? It was after half time, but. F- the something minutes into it and um, or 50 minutes into the game um, about 10 minutes after halftime and of course he got sent off and then the Czechs got two goals um, Okay, so basically what it would take for you not to don a German jersey for Tuesday is for an English player to have a mysterious heart attack on the field, correct Isild?
5: No <sighs> no no I'd be like keep the cameras rolling boys no I wouldn't
1: hold <laughs> on hold on hold on hold on hold on so you would you have no um, emotions in that sense
5: well no I would have emotions because if it's a um, English player on the field who's had some sort of instant. there's a chance that uh, there's a 2 out of 11 chance that he at one stage played for Ireland so I'd be
1: emotionally invested <laughs> in sorry I'd
5: be bitter about the fact that there are some English players who may have previously played for Ireland Um No, I'm, like, Germany were so disappointing in their last game. Like, a two-all draw with Hungary is not something to write home about. And I know, obviously, there were some great stands made in that game by the German players. And it was an emotive match for all involved, I'm sure. But I am fully committed. I can speak German. I am on the German team
1: Okay. Oh, what will they plough
5: through
1: the English? Okay. Uh, all right. Now mo- moving, moving back to right now. Belgium against Portugal, of course. Um, as you would say, is uh, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo is the unthinking woman's Totti, um, not Francisco Totti, just Totti in general. Uh, would, would it be would it be a fairy tale then, Andrew, for you know, Cristiano Ronaldo to lead his Portuguese boys um, all the way through, beat Belgium and uh, beat Italy tomorrow and go all the way again?
4: Well, in his words, it would be because he came out today and said, "I, even though I've achieved so much, I feel underappreciated. I, I feel like I've not been vindicated. I mean, the man knows no bounds to his own egocentricity. So in his eyes, it would be a fairy tale. Um, although it has to be said, um, I believe he's equal or has he broken Ali Dai's men's international goal-scoring record, which is it is a phenomenal achievement, whichever way you look at it. However you judge his... Um, uh, preparations, shall we say? Um, it, it is a phenomenal achievement, and I do think he he deserves a he deserves a platform because whichever way you look at him, he he trains. He's one of the hardest trainers that Alex Ferguson ever managed. And if if Ferguson says something like that, you have to uh, you have to listen to that. And he does. Um, well, he, he, he gets results with his team. He drags them through important games. He doesn't go missing. So fairy tale, no. But um, I don't think. Everybody could begrudge him if if they did get through. Belgium, I'd say this is their last chance before they have to start changing their So It's a lot of pressure on them tonight.
1: Okay, I know know a lot of people would say that uh, any kind of platform you should go up on should uh, have a rope on top, and it's also called a gallows. Okay, Um, looking straight away to tomorrow, of course, Croatia, Spain. Effie, who do you reckon? You reckon Spain are going to beat Croatia tomorrow, correct?
2: Yeah, Spain will be the favourites to beat the Croatians as the Spanish finally found their mojo in their last group games, while dominating the other group games as well. But Croatia have been relatively weaker uh, as compared to their World Cup. As they true. are expected, yeah, to be uh, overworked by the young Spanish. So,
1: and they have Perisic, who's just gone out on uh, co- like on. Uh, he's just tested for COVID. Uh, Andrew, who are you reckon, Croatia or Spain tomorrow evening?
4: I think it's going to be very low scoring, but I think Spain would do have the experience um, and would know how to get through. They, they, the quality is there. They've been disappointing in in the first two group stage games, but letting them rip against Slovakia, maybe that is the step up in momentum that we needed. Um, but Croatia are a much, much harder opposition. I, mean, I think it might go to extra time, but I think Spain will be calm, in control and will just about edge food.
1: Okay, so you are joining Fe on that. Um, Derek, I'm ask you straight away um,
3: Spain or Croatia tomorrow? Um, I, I'll go for Croatia because Spain haven't been so impressive. Mm-hmm. Not, very, very, very. They don't score goals. Apart from the last game they, they, they beat. Uh, oh, Slovakia, exactly. Like four yeah, seven, yeah, but yeah, I haven't been impressed. And uh, I'm thinking it'll go to penalties and then Croatia will go, we'll, okay. we'll go to the next round. Good, okay. Uh, Iselt,
1: uh, quickly for you, what do you reckon, Croatia or Spain?
5: I'm going for the older men's team, so I'm going with Croatia
1: oh, and the old Cup. Oh, good <laughs> <LG>. <laughs> oh Nice one. Isolde, sticking with you and your L men. Um, yep. France and Switzerland, because France are in trouble. France have a lot of injuries, and uh, the Swiss might just put some holes in their cheese. I
5: <laughs> I like how you did that. I just I see France getting through this, and I don't think they've injuries such that if they get through this, they will then cruise on through. And you know what? It'll be grand. The French have they have strength in numbers and depth in their team. I just can't see the Swiss being able for them. And I think Switzerland's performances in the group don't tell me that they're a team that have
1: the wherewithal to go and beat France. The French, okay. They can it. Derek, what about uh, France or Switzerland? definitely the france. <laughs> okay, right. there don't things that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. okay, Effie France or Switzerland?
2: Well, France is the absolute favorite. Despite this, this team being a bit slower and without the expected energy, they should beat Switzerland, who is a slide unit but far from goals level.
1: Okay. So all right, so you you go France as well. All right. Yeah. Uh, you're sticking Okay, well, of course you speak French, so that's okay. <laughs> all right. Um Andrew, what do you reckon? France or Switzerland?
4: I, I've got a funny feeling Switzerland are going to make this really, really hard work. France should walk past them. Um, I, 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 again, I'm not trying to sit on the fence, but I do think it'll go for extra time. I do think France will edge it, but um, I don't think it's going to be a walkover. Um, I think I'm right to saying they've drawn the last four of the last five games between yeah, the true. two been drawn, so... Yeah that kind of says it all for me so France to edge it but only just
1: alright I'm going to stick with you right because we're going to break in just a moment so I'm going to stick with you uh, England-Germany Andrew you've got 20 seconds to explain why England would lose on penalties <laughs> well, apart from the fact that England is uh, uh, apart from the fact that football's coming home um, I mean <laughs> to England Germany do have Go on, an yeah.
4: outrageous attacking talent um, and I think this is the motivation you don't need more than to beat Germany at home at Wembley so for that reason alone I think home advantage will count
1: All right, so England. Um, Effie, England, Germany?
2: Uh, Well, South men look like tough not uh, to crack, and thanks to their hard work in midfield and defenders that earned clean sheets in three consecutive games, here they will be facing a tough test, but I do not see them, can see too many.
1: Okay, so you're taking England?
3: Yeah.
1: Okay, England. Okay, Derek, England, Germany?
3: Uh, from day one, I've been in Germany, so there's no secret Germany.
1: Germany. Right. Germany yeah.
2: But they have equal chances, actually. That's
1: true, yeah, it is. Uh, it's very, very even between them, so that's fair enough. Isolt, uh, England or Germany? And take your heart and your brain and your racism out of this. Okay, so 800 years, Alan, 800
5: years. <laughs> 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 so I'm going to say that England as. As has just been pointed out, and correctly so, England are very strong at the back. But let's also remember, England's main scorer in this tournament is Sterling. If it goes to penalties, they will run out of people very quickly, and I don't think it will get that far. I think Germany have shown in some of their group games that they have a much more comprehensive all-round team and... Come on, the
1: Deutsche. Okay, so basically the sterling is going to lose value against the Deutsche Bank. Nice one. Okay, and finally, very, very quickly, I just needed either or on this one, and either or on this one. Uh, Effie, uh, Switzerland or Ukraine? Who are you going for? Quickly.
2: Switzerland.
1: Sw- or Sweden or Ukraine? Sorry, Sweden.
2: Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got you. Definitely not Ukraine. So. <laughs> okay,
1: all right. Oh, okay, we'll just move. Okay, uh, Derek, Sweden or Ukraine? Um, Ukraine. Ukraine. Oh, nice one. Okay, Derek. Okay, Ukraine. Um, Andrew Flint? Ukraine, Sweden? I, I'm going to go for Ukraine in this one. All I've right. got difference makers. Okay, Eselt. Ukraine or Sweden? Ukraine. Ukraine. All right, so we're all going... Okay, all right. Okay, folks, thank you very, very much. Um, y- you, you, we'll come back after the break, of course, because uh, we have another massive segment to enjoy. We're going to go at the break right now with uh, a nice bit of music to sort of, like, get us moving, get us grooving on this. Uh, kind of a strange thing, because we've had some hot, damn hot days. We had rain today, Folks, take care of us tonight because, of course, there is a lot of rain. They're there predicting storms uh, tonight as well. So just take it easy if you're out on the roads. Take care and bring an umbrella if you have to. Right, we're going to go out with the heavy and short-change hero. Back after this with part two.
6: Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
0: В 11 вечера продолжаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю.
5: Capital. capital commercial.
7: Смотрите только на Иве. Вы наша новая, но из Рубинштейн, найдете ампулу и спасете честь родины. Девчушки мои, вы нас так
0: никогда не
7: называли.
1: Про легкого поведения. Смотрите прямо сейчас на Иве. Скорее к истории. Реклама 18.
6: Speaking station in Moscow. Capital. Capital.
0: Capital. M. <whistles> Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're all thinking uh, from where is that movie from which uh, or sorry, where is that song what movie is it from? So we'll talk about that in just a moment because Capital Sports is delighted to bring you this segment thanks to our partnership with Match Business Consulting, the one-stop shop for all your sports events and management needs. Okay, we're going to go back to the phones in just a moment but first, it is around 22 minutes gone. Effie, there's no goals yet in that's, that game so far? it's uh, mm, No, no not, still, not yet. Not yeah, yet, okay. No, no. Okay, so uh, Belgium are having... St- Slight, the slight upper hand, but well, you know the game is going on as it is. Okay, um, very, very quickly, uh, I'm going to ask Andrew and Esel to The winner of this game, of course, today is going through uh, in the uh, to go through to the, the quarterfinals, of course, and um, to play Italy. Uh, Easel, do you think whoever comes through this can actually beat Italy?
5: Based on the last 22 minutes, no. The nearest <laughs> Belgium have come has been a point, and I'm finding the jerseys very disconcerting because of the colour changes. But um, neither team look particularly threatening at the moment, and I don't think they would beat Italy.
3: You, you,
1: you, you're thinking the same, Andrew? Andrew <laughs> yeah, what? I
4: mean, it, there haven't been any major major chances, like you says, um, both sides have a lot of experience and they know they don't need to rush it. So I think it's probably going to be staying like this till half time, I imagine.
1: Okay. Or possibly
4: here. Mm hmm.
1: Okay, well, we're going to see what's going to happen because, of course, we're going to be we will be uh, live uh, the whole way through. Uh, well, the, f- the first half anyway, and then we're going to escape and watch the second half back home if we don't get washed out of it. Right now, and um, very very quickly, of course, the Tour de France began yesterday up in Brittany. There were crashes and a lot of very very interesting uh, moments. Uh, Julian Alaphilippe, he, the French lad from Canique, uh, Quick Step, the from the Belgian team, they uh, he's in the lead after well. He was in the lead after the first uh, stage. Um, second stage today then was a little bit more difficult. Uh, I will just say that we, well, it was interesting to say the least. And of course, then we have a new leader who is Matthew van Taddy Poel. Tati Pogacar and Primoz Roglic. the two amazing Slovenians are in second and third. Al-Felipe is back in fifth. Um, but it was marred and marked yesterday by crashes. Let's just talk straight away about the horrible crash, uh, Andrew, about some idiot woman with a big, Paper, well, a kind of a, almost like a wooden sign that took down uh, riders. Yeah, well,
4: I mean, it, it was, um, it's one of the things about cycling I find utterly infuriating. I'm not a, a die-hard, passionate fan of cycling, but the the, the sheer idiocy of people. This one's standing right at the side of the road, where you've got the whole the whole on there. there, is about five six bikes across, and she's holding a sign quite clearly across the first rider just simply I think it's a message to a mother or something it was supposed to be and I don't know how many riders felt but it looks really really nasty um I mean, it, it, what what is running through people's heads? I mean, you're only going to get become an idiot. You're going to. I hope I hope you'll face some sort of punishment. But I mean, how do you police these sort of things? Because of obviously, the nature of uh, the the distance, see, how can
1: you police it? But um, but, but that's the yeah, thing. I, that's I, the thing, Andrew. That in, in in cycling, you have these idiots who like kind of run along beside the cyclists or throw water over them and so on. You know, like yeah. speaking with pro cyclists, I remember asking Paul Kimmage about it and said. How do you feel when someone's like, you know, you're going up the side of a mountain and they're throwing water, like freezing cold water, does it help? And he goes, does it what? Like he, he used an, an expletive. <laughs> it begins with F and ends with K and rhymes with fuck. But anyway, um, he, feck, sorry. Uh, so anyway, he he didn't really appreciate it. Um, but at the same time, you know, that's what pe- people think that they need to be there. Um, Iseld, I mean, the, the the French police are starting to hunt down this woman as well.
5: They are. So, well, the French police have said that what they're going to do is look into the security around the tour. And we have seen idiots, because that's what this woman is, at various different major sporting events where they've been alongside track. So we've seen it in the marathon, for example, in the Olympics with actually an Irish uh, priest who basically got onto the track. But A defrocked priest,
1: by the way, a defrocked priest. He was no yes, longer deep-rocked. a priest. yeah. sorry to be <laughs> clear on
5: that. But we. There needs to be a greater level of anticipation on the part of police where you have people going at huge speeds and this is a risk. Now the tour have said they intend to sue this woman and they've come out and said that earlier today but it's a very very serious matter and they're lucky that someone didn't get more serious injuries. Tony Martin was obviously the first rider to go down, but they're going at serious speeds. If someone's career is ended by something like this, it has to fall back on both the security and the organisers to look at where there are risks, because I've attended, even when the tour was in Ireland years ago, there are large like stretches of basically land where anyone can be out watching, and there's there was no one at any point organising people in various spots, because it's over such an extended yeah period, basically. And I think the organisers need to be conscious of this because they've always looked at Dutch Corner to make sure that that's safe, despite the masses of um, crowds that gather there, but this is just it's
1: farcical. Hey, listen, and we've seen it on sprints as well when you know g- guys are building up, you know, 40, 50, 60 kilometers an hour and they are flying like head down, they're basically going for the line. And it's, it's tough enough when they're going shoulder to shoulder, hip to hip, when they actually are nudging each other, like you know, to, to, to get a better like spot on the road. Um, and then you've got you know people leaning out to take a photograph or you know, so on and so forth, and, and some serious injuries. And we saw as well Chris Froome, the four time champion, well, for now. Four-time champion, um, he he ended up in hospital last night uh, with badly damaged ribs because they also fell because it seemed to be that that initial crash. Then you know it always just put the peloton or the main group of riders off a little bit. Um, Andrew, I mean, how how can we be police better? Tell me how they can do it.
4: Well, I mean, it's, it, it, you can't have stationary security for obvious reasons because it's like masses of kilometres. Personally, I think it has there has to be some sort of uh, a mobile security just ahead of the peloton at least. Um, I mean. When, when it's towards the latter stages of a stage, I mean, when the rides are spread out, it's quite difficult to do, admittedly, but I mean, you have to focus on where the bulk of rides are together for fairly obvious reasons. I mean, perhaps, you know, um, uh, police on motorbikes can be slightly ahead of the peloton, and uh, they drop off and and when there's a group of people and they literally physically stand there. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't
1: know what they can do. Easton, you you had one. Um, you mentioned a double barrier, uh, possibly where there's like you know, where there's a, a, a large amount of crowd, especially say in finish lines or finish areas. Yeah.
5: So I would put basically a gap, put a barrier, and then a gap of let's say a metre or so. That if someone does try to get into the immediate area beside the riders that they will be essentially there'll be an area where security can stop them and you just have to look and make a sensible we're not saying you can avoid everything make a sensible guess where is it going to be the densest amount of crowds crowds can't stand everywhere there are places they can't look at it and make sensible
1: judgments. Okay, um, right. So, fingers crossed. We'll we'll have actually a, a, a deeper chat about the um, the tour next week. We'll have a couple of experts on with us as well. But in the meantime, um, let's. We're going to have a look at athletics because there have been some interesting moments uh, over. Now, actually, first before we do that, um, uh, Isla Serena Williams pulling out the Olympics a good or a bad thing for the Olympics? Good or bad thing for her?
5: Um, it's a good thing for the Olympics, and I suppose. Uh, for her, well, the Olympics is a highly tested event, so it's a good thing for good thing for everyone. Um, I think my feelings are: I thought her comments were extremely, almost disrespectful. The Olympics has mattered to her when she wanted medals, and I just, I understand in a way why certain athletes wouldn't want to go there anyway this year with the way the world is but she's travelling to other tournaments globally so I just I didn't like the tone of her comments but I generally don't anyway
1: Yeah that's, that's fair enough um, We're going to straight on uh, Derek was looking at something here first and we're going to discuss it just uh, for a, a few minutes um, Gwen Berry who uh, I, I kind of crossed swords with before where she had failed uh, a dope test and you know her, the, the whole her when she came back to me she said to me well I've never failed no that it was kind of like a, a mistake." And she said, I've never failed a dope test. And I said, well, maybe it's better to come out and say, you know, you've, you've never taken anything bad. And she took offense to that. Uh, or t- taken anything like you never doped. Um, Derek, you were looking at that. So basically, the story yesterday was that she finished third in the Olympic hammer throwing yeah, trials. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there seemed to be a moment, she said, she was standing there waiting for the anthem to be played. But she turned away. And then it, it, just what, what happened, Derek? Very, very quickly. Um,
3: so basically, she, she, she turned away while, while the flag was was up. And uh, according to the spokesperson, Susan Hazard, said the national anthem was scheduled to play at uh, 5.20 p.m. And it was a bit late. Uh, but I don't know. My my stance on this is like, I don't really support this. I think it's like a publicity stance, a uh, public stand, because um, I, I, I read about her. She also, she's like a, a, an activist. She did it during Trump's, when Trump was president. Basically, she says, according to her, she's not in sports for sports, but for the people, the black, the black community. So, okay. Yeah. And for me, um, I'm, I'm really, my thought on this is like, um, it's nice to be an activist, but there's a, there's a way you, there's a way the things that are unacceptable, you know, she's US athlete. If there's a flag, she's supposed to obey as an athlete. That's, that's, that's like discipline. So, um, uh, I mean, be an activist somewhere else. Not when there's a flag and and when there's a national anthem. So, like, okay. For not, me, it's, it's not, it's, it's not nice. Okay. Not no,
1: nice. I, I, yeah. I, 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 understand where you come from. I mean, I, I, do think people have to have some way to protest. Yeah. Um, she could just stand there, like, or, you know, lower her, her head as if, like, yeah. I'm not going to pay attention to that or be in some other place in her mind. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've done that. Like, I, I did that when I was <laughs> standing after winning the silver medal in the European Championships and I was, like, standing there with my head bowed because I, I felt I shouldn't have gotten a silver medal. But that was my mini protest, but, you know, I was sulking. Isild, um, uh on this, uh, is, is she is she sort of like, was she caught out? Um, was she being active or is this like much ado about nothing?
5: I think it's uh, well, because it's something she's been very consistent on, I suppose it sounds a little um, and a lot of the reports are making it sound like she was ambushed and it's not standard to play the anthem at the U.S. trials because obviously it'd be like playing, like the anthem, they're all U.S. athletes. Um, I I feel quite strongly that the for these athletes, the biggest platform they will ever have is the Olympics. And if you want to make a stand, I really think athlete activism, it does matter. I do agree with what Derek's saying about respect when you're representing your country. I think that matters too. But I also think athletes... If they're consistent in their position, then I agree with the right to protest.
1: Okay, fair enough. Um, right, uh, Andrew, I'm going to go straight uh, to you on this. Um, because we wanted to speak about Shikari Richardson, but we're going to leave until next week because that's another very, very interesting one, uh, this young breakout sprinter. But I think we, we're going to dig into it. And we're going to dig into it with somebody... Uh, well, Derek is well next we Will, Will Jones. We're going to dig into this an awful lot deeper because just remember the name Shakari Richardson and look who she's being coached by. This is like all the imagery around, all the PR and it is really, really bad. Andrew, um, but we're going to start with you... Um, um, the, the situation regarding transgender athletes and uh, I, I think we have to discuss uh, a certain uh, weightlifter and uh, this, it's, a, it's a topic very close to your heart Well, yeah I mean,
4: I, I, I do feel strongly about it and you mentioned consistency, I think it's important in, in any form of protest, whether it's opinions or protest, Lowell Hubbard um the New Zealand transgender weightlifter. She's been officially selected for the Olympics, and it's, um, it's 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 just not it's not right. It's not fair, and it's not fair on, on, on both sides of it. Um, physical competition is is not about your identity. Um, physical competition is about physical competition. Um, there is a very very clear and obvious advantage being gained by allowing um uh, transgender athletes in very very physical competition where it, it, it your you know the genetics really do play a massive difference in it. it it just simply isn't fair competition um the only answer i see and i've said this before is of course it's, it's also unfair on transgender athletes how do they compete where do they compete exactly. i think the way the only solution, really, is
1: to have a transgender category. Um, I, I don't okay. really see another option for it. Okay, um, e, um, it it's a very tricky situation. Oh, no, I, I understand. I agree with you. Sense. No, Andrew, it is. It's, it's a tough one to go through. Aisled, as a, a woman, um, for now, uh, what's your, your standpoint on it?
5: I I suppose I, there are two things. Um, Laurel may not meddle. But medal with what? Oh, her-
1: medal, medal, as in win a medal. <laughs> sorry, yeah, she, may not- <laughs> she may not medal with what? Okay, sorry, go <laughs> <laughs> she,
5: she may not medal at the Olympics, but by virtue of her being there, whether she receives a medal or not, there is a cis woman, and we, we just need to be clear on the dis- distinctions, there's a cis woman who did not get to travel to Tokyo as a result. And I think my difficulty is, particularly in weightlifting, if you are, like... No matter what hormones I take, I will always be five foot seven and a half. And my <laughs> skeleton will always be a certain way unless I suffer any sort of accident. I,
1: I love this that woman, half inch they make such a difference. It's very important to me, Alan. It's very important.
5: <laughs> she, this woman competed before she transitioned. She competed and broke national records as a juvenile. Now, admittedly, as a juvenile... And we've dodged the bullet of this conversation before because in 2018, she was due to compete at the Commonwealth Games and it was a huge deal at the time. And then she injured her elbow. There was always going to be a first in this area that really caused uproar. And I I understand why people, you know, you want equality in sport, but this is leaving a level of inequality for cis women, particularly in an area like weightlifting.
1: Okay. Okay. Alright, listen, uh, thank you very much for that, uh, Eastl. The game is still nil-nil, correct, Effie? It's still...
2: Yes, that's no, true. true. Yeah.
1: Okay, so um, Portugal have had a few more shots on goal. Actually, we've got five shots, five shots and one on target. And, of course, um, the poor El Belgians have had four shots and none on target. Okay, we're going to get to the break right now. But before we do, that segment, of course, is brought to you by Match Business Consulting. Russia's number one sports business consultancy. Now, we're going to come back with the Big Fat Filthy Quiz, but we're going to go out with something that I think we're all going to enjoy. This is Loxley and the Whip. Back after this with the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. <laughs>
0: Sports with Alan Moore.
1: gentlemen I hope you enjoyed uh, that little musical interlude and had a bit of fun and there has just been a goal gone in for Belgium yes a goal for Belgium uh, and we're just following up right now so it's 1-0 to the Belgians so uh, yeah, they, they were being outshot outplayed outworked um, by the Portuguese and now they are 1-0 in front um, okay uh, so uh, Andrew Andrew Flynn sorry straight away to you you're watching that game right now for us um, deserving lead before the the half-time?
4: You could have said a draw would have been fair, but it was a quality strike. Portuguese keeper, Patricia had no chance, so um, I'd say marginally fortunate on the balance of play, but they've been in control, so um, can't argue.
1: Okay, that is fair enough. Right, we're going to go ahead with our quiz as it stands. So, leading off, we uh, we have Derek is going to go first, then who is going second, Effie? Is it? Isild is going second, and who's going third? If you can read my handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Alex? Alex B? Is it Alex B? Alex
2: B, Alex the, the, the fourth. And okay. Under the last.
1: Okay, if I just have a look at my own (laughs) handwriting, so just so we get right. So, guys, just so you know, uh, we have yeah, Derek, we have uh, Double N, then East Salt, Peter P, Alex B, and then Andrew Flint at the very, very end. uh, Before we go ahead, Alex B, um, quickly tell us, how is the NBA playoff picture looking right now and also the NHL uh, playoff picture? Alex B, are you there with us?
7: Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. sure sorry. Okay. No, that was muted. <laughs> yeah, no okay. the, um, the, the NBA playoffs picture looking pretty wild. The Brooklyn Nets got eliminated by the uh, by the Bucks. And so now the Bucks are playing the Hawks well, for some reason. And they're tied at one one. Okay. So that's, that's been pretty insane. Okay. Um and then there is the what's going on in the West and it's arguably worse. You have <laughs> the Suns who eliminated the um the Lakers, LeBron, and they're playing against the um, the Clippers.
1: Oh, and okay. I'm going
7: for I'm going for the Suns because they really don't like the Mark's cousins.
1: Okay, all right, that is good. Okay, nice and okay. NHL, very very quickly because it is heating up on the ice. NHL,
7: it, it, it is it is heating up on the ice where Montreal just beat the Vegas Golden Knights, so they're going. I, I do think they're going to the finals. Uh, they will be going against Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, that's going to be pretty big. It's the first time a Canadian team made the NHL playoffs in a in a while. I well, mean, the NHL Finals. The actually. Stanley
1: Cup, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's
7: it's been it's been a while. It's been really tough.
1: How how um, bad is it? How bad is it that you, as a Torontonian, has to see the uh, Habs, the Canadians, in the in the in the Stanley Cup Finals?
7: Uh, I, I, I I am no Leafs fan. No, at this
1: point. I'm not are. There, There's no more. There's, you won't find them anymore. All right, that's fair <laughs> enough.
7: Okay. A, that's a, that's a, it was a dying breed before so now it's just
1: gone. <laughs> it like stinks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, right. We're going to start off. Uh, Derek, uh, you're going to... These are... Now, I <clears throat> usually I ask for the family names, but okay. now you're going to give me the first names, and I'll give you the nationality as well to give you a hint. These are Tour de France winners, overall winners. Guys who haven't been banned, well, yet or None of them have been banned. Well, they're banned different times, but they weren't banned at the, when they won it. Um, right, so the first one for you, okay? So the family name is Pereiro. Pereiro. So, Derek, what's his first name? He's from Spain. Uh, maybe Ricardo. No, <laughs> that's all right. Perero. No, zero. It's Oscar. Oscar. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> okay, uh, double N if you are there with us. So, your one is also from Spain, okay? Also from Spain. His name is Ocaña. Ocanya. Oh, you, oh, you answered the question. <laughs> Sorry. That's really oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his first name.
0: <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, let's say Rodrigo. No, no Luis. Luis. No. <laughs> Zero right. for that one. <laughs> right. Uh, who's number three? Eselt. Oh, Isild is number three. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, Jorn is from France, Isild. His name is Imar. Imar. What's his first name?
5: Um, why am I having such a
1: dumb moment? Uh, (laughs) Lucian. Yes, well done. You were busy Googling that. Mm I
5: am
1: not. (laughs) All right, well done. Okay, so five points for you. So done that. Um, Next up is Alex B. Alex. Alex. Alex, okay. Alex is up to you now. So this guy's from Denmark. His name is Reese. Reese, like Rice, like the Russian for Reese, but his, his name is Reese. What's his first name?
7: Uh, Reese.
0: Uh, Joe.
1: Joe! Bjarni, <laughs> Bjarni Reese, Bjarni Reese. Okay, I was going to say he's like a dinosaur. But okay, uh, next up then is Peter P. Uh, Peter P. Uh, Peter P, oh God, I'm so sorry for this. He's from Holland, right? His name is Zutimilk. Zutimilk, what's his first name? Duty milk.
6: What's his nationality, by the way?
1: <laughs> Dutch. He's from Holland. Yeah.
6: <laughs> and he's he's a Tour de France winner, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> see. Someone... <laughs> uh, uh,
6: uh, I'm gonna give you a short version of his name. It's a it's a Dutch name. Yeah. Royd. Royd. I think his name is Royd. <laughs> no. Sh- short for steroid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to give you two points for that, anyway. Just for me, no, <laughs> Yupp Yupp is his name. Okay, Yupp Sutimilk. Okay, and finally, uh, <laughs> Andrew Flint, Pinjon. He's from France, Pinjon.
0: Are you sure? Are you sure he's
2: from yeah.
1: France?
2: Yeah, sure <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. the same question then, here in the video.
1: Look, it's just um, my accent is pignon, pignon. Okay, go on. Pignon is the word pinyon. Penguin, pinyon. i more
3: Japanese, but the way. Sounded uh, South Korean. Right. South, <laughs> um, South
1: Korean, Japanese. is <laughs> um, bloody French. Okay, come on. Um, <laughs> pignon. Pen- Sami- you know, John no, no. <laughs> it's Roger, 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 Roger. Okay, Roger, here we go. Right. The next one, uh, okay, so we've got Isil's on five and, uh, Peter P is on two. Right. The next one, missing words. Uh, here we go. So straight away, Derek. Okay. So this is, uh, Gunter, not German Gunter, but the, the Welsh international. Gunter calls Euro 2020 format a what? Gunter calls Euro 2020 format a what? I think it, uh, a mess. Oh yeah, something really bad. But. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're close. A joke, a joke. A joke. I'm going, I'm going gi- to give you a four for that one. So four for Derek for that one. Okay. Uh, next up is Double N. Double N. This is the Croatian coach Dalic. Dalic calls for his side to what? Spain.
0: To. To, 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 uh,
1: let's say uh, overpass. Overpass? No, I'm going to no. give you. I'll give you. I'll give you two points for that, but no, no, no. It's to stand up to. To stand up to Spain. Oh, okay. Right. Um, right uh, next up, of course, is Isild. Yeah. Great. Is Isild? Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, right. Here we go. <laughs> You're going to like this one. And this is. This is just as it as it's going. Serena will what? Serena will what?
5: Marina Wills, be found in a panic room somewhere, <laughs> um, knowing that she will never beat court's record. Sorry, that that just
1: that seems out there, but believable. Yeah, gonna, I'll give you. I'll give you two points. Right, is we'll miss the Olympics is a simple answer. <laughs> we spoke oh, about it earlier. That's <laughs> why I asked you the question. <laughs> but
5: That's why I gave
1: my deliberate right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she. So you get two points for that one. All right, I oh, did. This is Peter P. Right now. Okay. Okay Peter there's three words three like there's six words in sen- in this sentence or right, in this headline uh, it's about tennis in the UK so it's to what to what to what to something to something to something like to as in t o o so it's like to to what to what to what it's about uh, tennis in the UK in britain
6: <laughs> but uh, Can you give me, like, the first word at least? Because I
1: have nothing to go on. Okay. <laughs> I can't be... Okay, it's, the first one is a color. The second one is a gender. The third one is a class. Classical oh, all person. Right. Oh, come on. <clears throat> come on. Do uh, what? Do what? Do what?
6: Oh, man. So first is color, then gender, then...
1: And then a, a kind of a, a societal stasis, a status, a status in society. So, to what, to what, to what? Come on, quick. You got, you have to answer now. <laughs> I, I
6: have no idea. And plus, like everything that comes to mind is not really politically correct. Can I just skip, <laughs> I just skip the question, please? Come
1: on, you can do it. <laughs> can, I all...
6: forfe- can I forfeit? It's not... I, okay. So, color. Uh... uh, uh <laughs> Uh, can, can, Alex, can Alex
0: B
1: jump in and help me out? Because I, I <laughs> no, don't have yeah. him to do your homework for you. Yeah. Uh, Alex, do you want to answer that question? that uh, uh, I, th-
7: I think when you count the amount of times Peter P has gotten away with that same excuse,
1: <laughs> yeah, he is, he is, he is. He did that with uh, Juventus as well, where he, he basically put all the the pressure over onto you. So, okay, uh, right Peter B, come, so oh, well, well. come on, you've got you've got ten seconds. Come on. The
6: one time I asked the guy to support me. <laughs> Uh, 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 he just does matter uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be expelled from this, i'm telling you Right, quickly 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 answer. to what to what to what uh,
6: uh to uh, to uh, to, uh, to <laughs> i i great to great to to great players of u k yes uh, that's uh,
1: I'm, 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 give, give him, give him,
6: give
1: him! <laughs> I give him two points for that because we just for the struggle, the pain. Uh, two, yeah, too, too white, too male, two posh. Isol, uh, you, you, you were nailing it there in the chat, so well done. Um, but you are getting points for it. Okay, uh, Alex B. Kyrgios yeah. plans what and chill. So that's Nicholas Kyrgios. Oh. Kyrgios plans what and chill.
7: What
1: in show? Um, <laughs> if, uh oh. Prayer. what?
7: Hopefully,
1: prayer. <laughs> prayer. <laughs> no, Esel, it's not Netflix. Don't be, Esel. Say out loud what you're writing. Don't be just hiding behind the keyboard. <laughs> so he say. I'm saying. not interrupting
5: the quiz to tell you my great <laughs> <laughs>
1: idea. Okay, give us, give us. If you get this right, you're going to get twenty points. You're going to win the quiz today. So give us your answer, Esel.
5: <laughs>
1: and two. I'm going to go with to have a few drinks and chill. No, Oh no, it's actually to strawberries and chill because he's going to be enjoying Wimbledon. So there you go, Alex. I'm going to give you going to give you two points. <laughs> Easel, you're not getting that flat. okay? No,
5: strawberries is part of Kims, which is <laughs> alcohol. <It's laughs> no, the same thing.
1: no, no, it's not. Strawberries are a berry. There you go. All right, <laughs> quickly, 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 uh, Andrew Flint. No what for Tokyo? No what for Tokyo?
4: No hope for Tokyo. (laughs)
1: That kind of, yeah. I'm going to give you two points. No Mo. No Mo Farah. Mo Farah. Mo Farah didn't qualify. No Mo for. Okay, now very, very quickly, um, uh, Effie, who is in the lead right now? It's still uh, Isild?
2: Yes, of course.
1: Okay, (laughs) of course. Okay. (laughs) Who's in second place? Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Derek's in second place. Okay. All right. Okay. We're good into the last round. There is 10 points on the go for this. Okay. So, first up, Derek. Um, the last competitive match between England and Germany, this is already the England and Germany course, is on Tuesday, was the 2010 World Cup. Germany won 3 1 or 4 1? 3 1 or 4 1. And that's the
3: 2010 World Cup, yeah? Yeah. In, a, in, in, in South, South Africa, Africa yeah. Um, I don't remember, but I'll go with 3-1. Oh, no points. 4-1. Four, 4-1. One.
1: Four, one. Am I correct, Andrew Flint?
4: No, you're wrong. It was 4-2 because Frank Lampard's goal was
1: over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, on next, of course, uh, we have Double N. Double N, okay. This is the 33rd meeting between the uh, teams. They have both won 13 times each. True or false? True or false? Uh, I'll go with uh, true. Yeah, well done. 10 points. 10 points for double N. 10 points for double N. Okay. Um, this is now on to Isild. Isild, uh, there's only one game not played at Wembley. Okay, now be careful with this one. This is only one, one game not played at Wembley. Was it played at White Hart Lane or Old Trafford?
5: I'm going to go with, oh God, please don't tell me that England played and ruined White Hart Lane. Well, it's already gone to the ground. I'm going with Old Trafford.
1: No, it's it's White Hart Lane. White Hart Lane.
5: Yeah.
1: Thank God they knocked it down. There you go. All right, Peter P. Here we go. Uh, In Germany, they played in seven different stadiums. Okay, Uh, where have most of them taken place? Which of the Olympia Stadions have most of them taken place in Berlin or Munich? Berlin or Munich? I'm
6: gonna go with uh, the good town
1: of uh, Munich. (laughs) Oh. Wrong. You should have gone with Berlin. Right? No, boy. It's that. Sorry, Peter. I know no, you, you, don't, you don't have to rub it in my face. You can just say, no, you're
6: wrong. Come on.
1: <laughs> Thank God Andy Mack isn't here. If you heard that, then we'd be in real trouble. Right. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. No, now, the first game <laughs> between the two ties was in 1899. Okay? This is Alex B. Uh, England played Germany. They lost some penalties in the World Cup in Italy in 1990. Okay? Uh, the next time uh, that the next time or the, the next time that England actually won a game, was it in nineteen ninety five or in two thousand? Okay, they hadn't won a game between 1990 1995, or nineteen ninety and two thousand. What do you reckon?
7: Oh, well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know which country I dislike more. <laughs> uh, I think Germany. Germany lost. England wins.
1: Okay, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Which was the first time that England won after nineteen ninety? Was it in nineteen ninety five or two thousand?
7: uh had
1: had to be uh, 95. no no it sense. was 2000, 2000 2000 all right and finally andrew i think you can get the win with this okay 1996 germany won on penalties was it 5-4 or 6-5 um oh, i'll long run. i i think, I've got i got a
4: feeling it was a longer one 6-5 i'm going to go for
1: yes you're correct 6-5 it was okay is that mean andrew Flint is winner
2: and how much are
1: we going to question? Ten points. Yeah, Andrew won. Okay, Andrew Flint, congratulations for the win this evening. Well done. And, of course, yes. you'll be enjoying the game, uh, seeing England lose possibly 5-4 on penalties on Tuesday evening, 7 o'clock on Moscow time. Okay, folks, we are going away right now uh, into the good night. So I will say thank you very, very much to... Um, Effie, thank you very much for your time this evening. Thank you. Derek, thank you very much for your time this as well. Thank all. you, thank you for having me. Okay. And uh, folks, it is still 1-0 at halftime between uh, Belgium and Holland. So uh, we're going to head home and catch the second half of this game. Okay, folks. Um, remember, uh, tomorrow you need to have your QR code to go into McDonald's. Take care because the, this COVID is...